when you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Ooh. Ooh, first one? Probably Chuck. I think it was AI. It was AI. We was playing in Philly. And AI shot 24 times in the first half. How you do that, man? <laughs> in the first half. Y'all remember, like, in the first half. And he just, yeah, it was, it was Chuck. It was Chuck. Chuck. It was crazy because, I mean, I know y'all know Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Y'all really, really played against him. When, when, I, when I played against him, you know what I'm saying? I wore number three. Right. I remember I had high school in. I mean, I had braids when I was in high school. Ah, <laughs> CP you know with braids. Yeah, well, pops wasn't with it though. Just know that pops <laughs> wasn't with it. Pops wasn't with it. But it just, I mean, everything. You know, like I wanted tattoo. I wanted everything. You know, Chuck used to be out there with his jersey untucked and all that. And I never forget after the game. And I always talk about this. He uh, asked me uh, one of those games for my shoes. Right, he asked me could I sign my shoes for him because his son wanted them, and I was confused as hell. I'm like, <laughs> you, Allen Iverson, what your kid care right. about me for? Right. And as soon as I had kids, it all started to make sense. Yeah, straight I, up. Little Chris could give a damn about me. <laughs> <laughs> he give a damn about me. I need yeah. all that. <laughs> right. He want he want anything from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? What Russ got? What Dame got? You know he want all that. Yo, we live on location, virtual location that is. Me and me and my boy Black, we are in Orlando. We got my man CP3. Where you coming to? From Cali? You out in Cali with us? I'm Cali. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We got Hall of Fame status, one of the best PGs to ever grace them courts. CP3 in the building, y'all. Tune in. Stay your ass at home, though. <laughs> Louisville, North Carolina. Where the fuck is Louisville, North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> you turn this around for you try me like that. Look, look. You try me like that. That is in North Carolina. So it's right outside of Winston-Salem. Okay. Right. You've been to Winston before, huh? Yeah, I've been yeah. to Winston. What, an AAU tournament or something? No, nah, I had uh, my mom's best friend had family down there. So I went okay. down there once. Okay. So yeah, it's literally right outside Winston. So that's where... My high school was and everything. That's where I grew up. That's home. That's where my parents still live and everything. Oh, straight up. Straight yeah. up. I wasn't like growing up in in Louisville. I know it's a small Man. town. And yeah. you know, North Carolina big to make your noise in. And Jordan came from North Carolina. So you really yeah. got to make some noise. He was down there by the beach. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I grew up, I don't know. It was, I mean, a lot of people say that's the country. You know what I mean? All that different type stuff. Kakalaki. Uh, yeah, yeah, you a little bit of everything. It's the Bible Belt. I was at church four or five days a week. You know what I'm saying? My pops was a deacon, my mom a deaconess, all that. You know, uh, it's a show that I've been watching with my kids. It's called Family Reunion. It's on Netflix, if y'all ain't seen it. But it talk about, like, vacation Bible school, all that. Like, I grew up, all that. And my granddad had a service station. And me and my brother used to work at my granddad's service station every summer. Every summer. Uh-huh. Rotating tires, changing oil and all that. And just I don't know. I got I got to grow up around my friends. It wasn't a lot of moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my kids, and I don't know about for y'all, like my kids, the reason why they didn't go to OKC with me this year, because they've been in a different school the past four years. 
I got yeah. to go around my same homies all the right. time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. And I think that's what I miss the most for my kids. So you brought up your grandfather. I, I can remember like, cause I'm a person that, you know, me and D, we both super hoop hoop fans for real. So, you know, every year we watch McDonald's and all that. And I remember them saying that uh, in your story about, you know, when they had you at the McDonald's game about how you how you scored sixty one points in the situation with your grandfather. Talk about that and and what, what he meant to you in your life, the impact he had. Yeah. Um <clears throat> It's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I had homies and all that, like best friends. I lost my grandmother when I was eight. And so my granddad became like my best friend. Right. So mm-hmm. my folks would get mad at me. And I mean, I grew up on a straight ass. Right. Like, right. Really good. <laughs> like yeah. mom, moms and pops, you know, yeah. get at you. So my granddad, <laughs> was the, my granddad was the one I would call like Papa, man, like they tripping, they tripping. Right. <laughs> and so to church, from church, I would always be with my granddad. If if I wanted some J's or something like that, my granddad would make me come work at the service station. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, here, take this. He made me come work at the service station so that I could have some money to buy. And so then when, uh, when my granddad got murdered my senior year in high school, it was tough. It was tough because that was my best friend. And it happened the night after I committed, like signed my letter of intent to go to Wake. In that game, like I watched the I watched the highlights of that game, and it's, it's crazy how you see some of the moves you do in high school that you still do <laughs> in the league. Like man, he's been doing that since he's been in high school. But like, just go over that game and just like the emotions and everything that was just falling in that game. You know, it's crazy, though, it's because the move you're talking about, I know what you're talking about. I only do it on the left side of the court. Right. And y'all y'all was in the league before me, so y'all probably call it the Smitty, right? It yeah. is the Smitty. We don't just no, call it not, that. It's it not is the Smitty. You know where I took that from? Did y'all ever used to play, like, lunchtime ball, like, at the YMCA and all that? Like, with yeah. the older y'all, It's a dude named Rodman Dunlap, who from my hometown, right? He was a little older than me. He used to do that move at the Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the y. That's where I got it from. Where you yeah. think he got it from, though? I mean, I need to ask uh, him. If he got it <laughs> hey, I'm I'm pretty sure. I got it, I got it from my man Robin Dunlap, who back home. I think Robin a firefighter. He used to be nice, nice. Shout, shout out, shout out, shout out to Robin. Shout out to Dunlap. Shout out, shout out to Dunlap. But that's where I got that from. But um, yeah. I mean, look, looking back at it, it's still crazy to see how that that game happened and the high school that I was playing against was actually my mom's old high school and it was uh. and it was the day after my granddad's funeral right so my family rolled deep deep everywhere everywhere so to have all my family there at that game and to do that uh is still probably the most memorable thing I didn't I didn't did like recruiting wise, well, you just you committed to wake before that, so it didn't really boost no type of recruiting or nothing like that. From right, that right. yeah, because I I committed to wake as a junior or whatnot, but I played. I know something that neither one of y'all ever did. Neither one of y'all ever played a day of JV basketball, did you? Nah, no, no. Uh-uh. I played two years. <laughs> I played two years of JV basketball. Uh-huh. Well, I guess you could say I guess you could say I did though. My freshman year I played on sophomore. That's like not varsity, so yeah, that's like JV or whatever. My right. first year. The sophomore year that, you started on varsity, did you? Yeah, after that it was yeah. That, that was yeah, I ain't played high school to tenth grade and I started 
Every they, year. Dez was crazy, bro. His junior high was seventh through ninth grade. What? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Different. <laughs> they came and got me. I was playing against grown men and and playing against my kids my age. And <laughs> That's because you looked like a grown man when you was like 12, 13. No, I was skinny, skinny with a baby face. <laughs> Little head. Uh, hey, so what made you say you committed to, to to Wake as a junior? What made you commit and get locked up? Because I know you was, you know what I'm saying, well, that's home outside of that, but you know what I'm saying, was it anywhere else that you possibly could have thought about going earlier than that or who else was recruiting you hard back then? Y'all know what's crazy. Y'all know who um, I was. A, I was a diehard Carolina fan growing up. Mm-hmm. Diehard Carolina fan, right? So Stack, which is so crazy too. Stack dated my cousin when he was like at Carolina. Okay. So I never forget. Me and my brother had went over my cousin Sean's house. Uh, she was watching us, uh, and I was younger, and we was sitting in there eating, right? Because my mom and him had to go to work, and I remember Stack walking in there. Stack walking in there. Me and my brother was tripping like. There's that house right there. <laughs> right. So like I was a diehard Carolina fan. And so what I learned though in the recruiting process is that you don't necessarily go to the school that you're a fan of, right? It's got to be the best situation. And Carolina had asked me if I could walk on. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they asked me if I could if I could walk on, right? That might have been like my sophomore junior year. They was like, um, asked me, could I walk on? Because they had Raymond coming there, right? My man, okay. right? Ray Phelps. It's like after Ray went to the league, they might be able to give me a scholarship. And I was like, oh, no, nah, that's out. We can't afford that. Right. <laughs> we can't afford that. So then that summer before my junior year, like I hooped, I hooped, hooped. Had a big summer at the Nationals in Orlando. Boom. Uh, started getting all these offers. I, you know who I played against? And it's crazy because y'all got that shock, Chicago connection. I got all my college, college scholarship offers off of playing the Illinois Warriors. There it is. Wow. That's the, uh, Larry right. Butler. Right. That's it. Look, look, but back then, you know, you could be a young team. So we was 15 and under playing up 16 and under. Right. That's yeah. how, yeah, that's right. how, yep. That's how they used right. to do it. Always play you up. Right. First game out in the Nationals on the first court on the far left. I'll never forget it. We had to play the Illinois Warriors. And we was younger playing up. Yo, they had Andre Godala. They had, <laughs> uh, I think, Shannon. Shannon Brown. Okay, this Shannon Brown, D. Brown. Yeah, they, they, listen, we ended up losing. We lost by like <laughs> six, but I had like 34. Got back from that game. Every coach, every coach, like, gave me a scholarship offer. Yeah, they uh. had a squad then when Dre them. Dre them was winning tournaments back then. Dre, they had, uh, I want to say Luther might have played some with them too. Luther had, I think so. They was nice. They yeah, was they, nice. Yeah, they yeah. had crew. So, so your senior year, you really like bust out, like you the one of the best in the country. That's when you really like exploded. Pretty much my junior year, like my junior year, I, I exploded. So what's crazy is I started dunking, right? I started dunking going into my junior year, and that like changed everything. Y'all know, y'all know what it's like have a yeah. guy that come down do a finger roll or lay up a floater. I started dunking, so that changed everything. So that started making people a lot more aware too. Right. Yeah. So yeah, like me, that. me, Mustafa Shakur. Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa. Yeah. Really, really, stop. Man. Yeah. He used to be uh, at hoops in the shower with us. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew he used Lavender. To send a ball too. Yeah. 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 Andrew Lavender, uh, out of Ohio. 
man, there's a whole bunch of guards when I was coming through, man. When you got to Wake Forest, like, how was that for you? Shoot, it was crazy because um, y'all know uh, J-Ho, y'all know Josh Howard. Yes, so sir. Yeah, the original from Winston, right? So Josh is the original from Winston-Salem, went to Wake, was nice as w- at Wake. And when I got to Wake, they was nicer already. So that's yeah. another thing that I didn't expect to start. Right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that I wasn't supposed to start. The starting point guard, dude named Teron Downey, had to have a uh, appendectomy like a week before our first game. Oh. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Like I wasn't. Yeah. Start, they had won the ACC the year before I got there. So they had they had TD, and I ended up starting the first game, and we played in the garden against Memphis. They had uh, Antonio Burks. Y'all remember him? Yeah, yeah he Burks. was tough. He was tough. Yeah, he was a senior. I was a freshman, and and we won the game. And coach, coach, let me keep starting. Crazy, mm. right? Ooh, like what if? Hey, so at what point, like when you so you get to start from your first game, but at what point in college did you feel like? Okay, I got. I kind of. I'm one of the guys now. I, I I feel comfortable out here. My confidence against everybody is where I, where I feel it should be. To where you you know you was one of the best guys in college. Man, it was probably uh, had to be like halfway through the year. It might have been like my first ACC game, like right before that. So my first ACC game was against Carolina, and it was at Carolina, and it was Roy Williams' first ACC game. Oh, right? okay. And it went to triple overtime. Triple overtime. It was crazy. I remember that. Game was crazy, man. Like, it was the first ACC game. But, like, after the game, it was, like, emotional. Everybody was crying. Like, we had won. (laughs) Like, it was was crazy. But after that, it started to let me know, you know what I mean? Okay, you just got to keep working. You got to keep working. And, you know, when you get to college, you actually got full access to a gym. Right. I never had that. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, when I talk to them kids that play in my AAU program and stuff, and when they get to college, I'll be like, look, man, you got the tools. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You got it. Now you just you just got to put the work in. So you, you decided to go in the draft. Like, what made you decide to go? No, I didn't. Not after my first year. So what's crazy is after the NCAA tournament, y'all be asking some good questions and nobody be asking. So <laughs> after, after my – Freshman year in college, right? We lost in the tournament. We lost to Jameer Nelson and Delonte West. Uh, Ooh, mm. they was vicious. I remember they them boys at St. Joe, but they was vicious. A little big yeah, man. Was. And I just like, I was like, man, we got a chance. We can get them. We did not. We we lost in the Sweet 16. And so, uh, get back to campus, and my coach said he wanted to talk to me and my parents, right? And so we go up there, and coach started asking me questions and telling me like. You know, you should come back. You know, you're probably not ready for the league. And me and my folks sitting there listening to this whole talk, and we like, man, I ain't going to the league anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And you know why I didn't? And I say this all the time, and y'all, y'all know this too. I knew I wasn't ready, and I knew I was still too big of a fan of the league. Yeah. Like, I knew I was still too big of a fan. Like, if I would have went after my freshman year, I'd have got up there like, hey, can you sign something for me? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I swear, it's 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 crazy you say that because on everything I love, the exact same thing happened to me after my freshman year. 
I could have left. You know what I'm saying? They they were saying whatever you can. If I would have been drafted, it was it they was took up you, and took you. Yeah, I stayed. I left after my sophomore year. So look, as soon as just like you after my freshman year, same identical thing. Cause I played the four. My freshman year, I led the country in rebounding, bro. I was a, they, you know what I'm saying? I played the four. Yeah, my freshman year, I led the country in rebounding, bro. As a four man, so they was like, he's six five, six six. He's gonna be a two. We need to see him play the wing. So that was what my whole focus was coming back to school. Was like, all right, you can't play me at the four no more. Even though I did, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I'm gonna I'm I'm shoot threes and do this and that and show that I could play the perimeter because in high school I was a four man and in college I was a four man. So that was the for my sophomore year was the first time he really getting moved, so to speak, to the perimeter. But it really wasn't. I still ended up playing a four still. But like that was why I went back to school and then ended up coming back my um coming out after my sophomore year. Yeah, same thing. And it made it made all the difference in the world. When I went after my sophomore year, like they told me I might be I would be mid first round, you know what I'm saying, after my freshman year. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's let's go do this one more time. And I liked the college experience at the time. Yeah. And I was home. Like you said, I was home. Yeah, I seen you still had mom dudes watching doing your line. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, look, let's, look, 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 look. <laughs> I seen you on the wind down, man. You hey, just listen, learned how to do laundry listen, in the, in, in, under, under the under the pandemic. Come on, hey, bro. My moms was showing sure up washing my clothes. My grandma lived around the corner. You know what I'm saying? So I take my teammates over there to eat <laughs> and all that. Hey, my mom used to wash my clothes and fold them. All I had to do was just grab them and put them up. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, see, I at least had to fold them when I was coming. No, nah, I had to fold them. My mom used to take care of me. She took care of the boy. <laughs> that that's why. Right, so, 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 how many workouts you did when you came up? Mm, mm, man, listen. Let's hear this. I'm laughing because don't nobody ask these questions. So, look, <laughs> so my workouts. So it's crazy, yo. So I was working out in in DC. So after I declared for the draft in school, sort of fan. Okay, went, you went and posted up there. Yep, I went to uh, Alexandria. Me and my brother okay. went up and lived in Virginia, and I was working out with Edon. Every day, okay, by myself, like killer workouts, right? Killer workouts. But now it's time for me to work out for a team. And I don't know if y'all have never heard Gil tell this story one time, but Gil came and worked out with me one day. Okay, Gil came and worked out, not fried Gil, but yes, now, we need but, stories of Gil well, getting fried. I'm about to tell you, though, I'm about to tell you, this was funny because now I'm in the league. It was sort of like that time where he was sort of trying to, I guess, because what is it? had to be like August, June, where he almost like sort of getting ready or whatever. Uh But that was big for me, being young and playing these one-on-ones against Gil. And I was like, dang, I feel good. Right. That's when I made my biggest jump, too, is between like those workouts getting ready for the league, I got a whole lot better. But uh, uh, what's his name came to watch me work out and watch me against Gil, Milwaukee. Crazy workout. Then I walk over there and the Bucks people was like, yeah, that was a good workout. But uh, yeah, that's when TJ was coming back. Right. TJ was coming back. TJ Ford. TJ Ford was coming back. So I was like, yeah, y'all just come watch me work out for if y'all knew y'all wasn't going. Right. Looking at me, right? So they they took Bogut. Who else I worked out for? I worked out for New Orleans. That was crazy. That was real crazy. Because I told them I wasn't coming to work out for them. I see. <laughs> no, 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 no. Real talk. I told. I said I'm not coming to work out because I worked out for Atlanta before that and killed that workout. I you worked out. Hey, 
Yeah, and they had the number two pick. And so that was closer to home, but not at home. Yeah. And so after I worked out for Atlanta, my, I got back to the Omni Hotel. My agent called me and was like, uh, New Orleans wants you to come work out tomorrow. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't going. <laughs> and my agent was like, well, they said if you don't come, we're going to pick you anyway. And I was like, what? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like guys just think they're going to be able to say that. So I was like, all right, man, come on. I literally flew into New Orleans the next day. You know, I usually stay the night. I ain't stay. I ain't yeah, stay. You got in and out. Yeah, they just went 18 to 64 the year before. I ain't really know nothing about them. I went to eat with uh, Byron Scott, TGI Fridays. Then I had to work <laughs> out. I had to work out. And it was crazy then because the GM there at the time, he like almost made you work out almost naked. It was like a little tank top, these little shorts. <laughs> you won't see your body. <laughs> hey, that's just, 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 just think about what he just said, bro. He, they took Chris Paul to TGI Fridays. Byron Scott and Chris Paul, like nowadays, boy, you know what type, you know where they they be at them them, right. them places Ruth now. Chris. No, right. forget Ruth Chris. They they be on another level. Ruth Chris is exclusive. They be all the way out of here though. <laughs> Walk in, going through back rooms and stuff. Like it be player now. It be player. Yo, have y'all have y'all ever heard of somebody sort of like throwing a workout, like not working out good? Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. So when I worked out for New Orleans, like I had a really good workout, right? Me and B. Scott played a little bit and stuff like that to do shooting drills. And B. Scott was so cool, man. I finished my workout. They drove, showed me. I said, they said, you want to see anything? I was like, I want to see Bourbon Street. They showed me Bourbon Street. And then, yep, I left. Mm. Yeah. And then I worked out for Charlotte, too. Why is Charlotte, like, like Charlotte and Atlanta, why is that like, People that come from Carolina, like Atlanta, like the is, is the destination. Well, so it was crazy. So at the time, Charlotte had a number five pick and a number twelve pick, right? So I was when I went and worked out for them, they tried some trickery. It was <laughs> so I was supposed to work out by myself. You know, our top picks usually work out by themselves. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you too. <laughs> listen, listen <laughs> up. I go down to get in the car in Charlotte. I go down to get in the car. And I open up the door and Tony Douglas in the car. Okay, right. Florida State. Yeah, yeah, Tony. But Tony at the time had went to Auburn. He went to Auburn before Florida State. Okay. I knew Tony because he was from Atlanta or whatever, but I opened the door and I see him in the car. And I call him, I get in the car, I call my agent. I was like, yo, somebody in the car. Like, I thought I was supposed to be working out by myself. My agent was like, don't go. Don't go, right? He's like, you ain't supposed to. I said, man, listen. I've been doing all this working out by myself. I'm let's get okay. to it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I thought you were about to say you didn't go. I was about to say, come on now. See, what? you the one, you the one what? who I was chasing in my year. I nobody, you can't get no workouts, you can't what? prove yourself. Yeah, I'm that, like, that, that, thank that you for like, clarifying that saying that you told your agent, slide to the side, homie. I'm about to go ahead and handle my business and we're gonna do what we do. I I yeah, that man. that is appreciated right there. I love, I love Tony, man. I know him and his brother Harry, and I listen, I after that, I walked in a room with all the Charlotte people, and they were sitting there. What you hearing? I was like, "If y'all gonna get me, y'all gonna have to trade up." Right. They ain't trade up, but I was damn sure sitting at the draft. They said with the number two pick, the Atlanta Hawks, and I started get up. They said <laughs> Marvin Williams. I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh no." <laughs> yeah. 
But, <laughs> but the Hornets to pick you, how did that feel? Like, you know, draft is a big month for the Hornets to pick you. Man, what's crazy is the Hornets had the fourth pick. Charlotte had the fifth pick, right? And mind yeah. you, I just like being at home. Charlotte was home. So I was, you know, I wouldn't have mind if they passed on me and I would have went to Charlotte. You know what yeah. I mean? Man, listen, when they said my name, uh, just because y'all know that's an out-of-body experience. Man, exactly. Family, for your family, man. And yeah. to this day, 15 years later, when I see that replay and I see my mom's face, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and my pops, uh, I got back to the back, called B. Scott. B. Scott was so happy, excited. I was, too. That night, we ain't got to talk about what I did that night. <laughs> but that next morning, me and my family went to New Orleans. And I don't know if I would be here now had I not went to New Orleans. Yeah. That's some of the best years of my life. Like, I yeah. love that city. You ain't good. You ain't good down there. ain't good. The people in New Orleans ain't yeah. nothing like it. The love, like, that was there. Like, when I played there and stuff like that, ain't nothing like it. And talk about being there, going through the whole, the Hurricane Katrina and, and, and that whole, that whole, crisis and being there and being involved and i know you was one of the guys that was from the league that was on the ground floor that was doing uh a great job at being a part of the relief and everything that was going on talk about that whole experience man i was i was different too because yeah i got drafted went to new orleans right then started looking for a house me and jr smith started being together all day every day Switch. my dog my that's like that's for real like my brother my brother yeah so no. me and jr was together <laughs> before the storm hit me and jr was we had went out one night in new orleans and it's shoot big girl his pops came got us out the club i never forget that <laughs> but i i had a house before the storm and then i never forget being at home in north carolina and waking up and looking at the news like my mom it's like we were looking at the news at what was going on, man. And we ended up relocating to Oklahoma for two years yeah. and coming back. So I don't know. That city is the most resilient city, if you ask me. Yeah. When you was with the Hornets and you, you played in that, that series against the Spurs. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, this the almighty Spurs. And how you played and how, and just – just how you play, do you feel like, oh shit, I'm I'm here here? Like I know you know you you can play on this level, but to get in the playoff setting and play against the Almighty Spurs and, and do your sure. thing, like how was that? Man, D, I, I keep telling y'all, man, y'all ask questions that people don't like. This is what I've been talking about, like with my family. Like it's crazy. So that was the first time I made it to the playoffs, right? 07 08. Yeah. And so we played against Dallas in that first round, and I had to play against J Kidd. And at the time, we were a lot cooler now, but at the time, me and J. Kidd like, had a little beef. We used to right. or whatever, right? So then we get past them and we get to the Spurs. And mind you, this is the season that I think I'm going to get MVP. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie to you. Like that season, you know what I mean? Like we had been picked to finish like low, last, or whatever in the yeah. weather. No, we was nice. I mean, every, every night we was, we was hooping and – we ended up finishing that season 56 and 26, right? And i never forget the big like meeting that we had before the playoffs started. And one of the vets, I can't remember who was on our team, he stood up and we, Byron Scott used to do a dinner before the playoffs started and we have all the guys on the team and your girlfriend, your wife and all that. 
everybody got to say something, which is still funny to me. Because <laughs> right now with my girlfriend at the time, right? <laughs> and she didn't live in New Orleans with me, but they went around and asked everybody to talk. And he called on my girlfriend, who was my wife now, and I started talking. I'm looking like, what the hell is she going to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, that's, that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know everybody go around and say what do they expect from this team and all that and so one of the vets said this and it's so crazy because i'm the guy who sort of says this now on my teams when we get ready mm-hmm. and the vet said yo fellas let's take full advantage of this opportunity right teams like this don't come around every year you know what i mean you don't all you don't automatically get to start at the playoffs you know what i mean so Let's take advantage of what we got. And I'm sitting over there and I'm hearing it, obviously, because I'm telling you, I, I was listening, but I'm also sitting over there like, I'm going be, I'm to be right here every year. Right. I, I'm thinking in my head, like, they about to announce that I'm MVP in like a week or two. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I hear what you're saying. We're going we gonna to take full advantage of this, but I'm going to be here all the time. Right. Mm. And that series was so eye-opening to me. Because if you go back and look at it, I'm obviously during this time with my cousins and my family, and I'll be looking at the games and like game one, we beat them by like 25, 30. I don't know. Check. I just know we beat them bad, right? Right. Game game two, we beat them. And you know, when you're young like that, you swagged out. But then I would look over there at their bench and they would be like, okay, cool. Went back to San Antonio, game three, thought we could have won that one. Same with game four. But it started to help me realize that no matter how much you win either one of them games by, it's just one game. Yeah. It's one game, so you never get too high or low. And I, when we lost that game seven, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, I was – that that team was one of the best teams. And you know when you're on a special team like that, like, we – we used to have game nights. It was more than just yeah. basketball with that team. Bonding. Bonding together. Yeah, like me, Tyson Chandler, David Wett, all us, Gennaro Pargo, all that group, man. That was that was one of the toughest losses. Them years down there, like David West was a, a, a total threat. I remember Zebo used to want to kill his ass. Cause, Did he? Because I, I think one time David West was like, he ain't an all-star yet. And Zebo used to want to murder him every time he seen him. But David West, like y'all two man game, was just like them years y'all was doing things. Just speak on David West and what them years what he brought to the table for that team, the toughness and the. I almost I almost get emotional when I talk about D West, man, because uh, you know, like when you're on a team, I think sometimes people think that you always gotta. The people that you closest to, you gotta be the gotta be the ones that you gamble with or that you go to dinner with and all that, right? Like me and D West wasn't like that. Like we he ain't play cards. You know what I mean? We wasn't at dinner together every night or nothing like that, but we was just connected, right? Mm-hmm. And still connected. Like I, I respect D West maybe more than anybody that I didn't play with. And I love him to death, like as my family. And a lot of people would know, but we played for the same college coach too. Mm. and our college coach died, right? Our college coach died my second year in the league, and going back to college, I was a freshman in college, and I walked into the office, uh, the basketball office, and I walked into my assistant coach office, uh, Coach Jeff Battle, because my my coaches that used to be at Xavier, 
Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I seen D West, right? I'm a freshman in college. I see D- David West in there. I'm just, who would have known that a couple years later we'd be teammates? Right. You know what I'm saying? But D West was just the, the consummate teammate, man. And especially back then when, like, I was hard. Like, I was hard as far as, like, man, let's go, let's go. I'm this. But people lead in different ways. You know what I mean? And I think we just complimented each other. And I don't know, D West, 17 feet, assassin. Cash, yeah. Cash. Cash. I knew I had assists. Boom, drop it right there. And we man. just. Free throw <laughs> line killer, man. I'm Cash. talking about, man, he ain't even jumping. He just on his tippy toes. Cash. And yeah. you know what? You know what's crazy, D? And Q is I used to try to get D West to back up to the three, right? used to try to get him to back up to the three because, you know, he shoots so effortless, right? Yeah. This is what he used to always say to me, man. That's why I love D. He would always say, Peasy, it's fool's gold, Peasy. It's fool's gold. <laughs> he used to always say, Peasy, it's fool's gold. It's That's a classic gold. quote. Yeah. L- let me ask you this, man. How how did you feel when you thought you were going to be traded to the, to the, to the L.A. Lakers with with That's with crazy. Cole, I was just going to say that. Like, how did, how, how did you feel <laughs> when, that, when that got – let me tell you just put the kibosh on it. Any documentary that I wanted to do about all the times in my life and stuff that happened, we basically doing it right here on the number. <laughs> hey man, you know that's what we here for, bro. <laughs> so uh man, I know y'all had TA on the show, man. Trev, you know that's my brother right there. Yes, sir. Yes, father. sir. So TA was with me. TA was with me when we went through all that. Yeah. He was with me and it's crazy because I was trying to get Trev in the trade with me. Mm. Like, for real, for real, wherever it was, to get out to L.A. so he could be around uh, his son at the time, right? Right. And so when that, that trade got nixed, that was that was crazy. That was crazy because a lot of people don't realize it was bigger than just going to the team and stuff like that. That was right after the, uh, the lockout. Right. It was like contract stuff that was a, that was a big deal. But yeah, I mean, I always say I played for the Lakers for, for a little bit for a couple of hours. Like, like yeah, like how was that? Like how was that in real time? Like how was that being communicated to you? Like it was all out there. Like you, the trade is done. You going to the Lakers, and then it was like everybody reacting. Like oh, this is about to be crazy. CP with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? I was on the phone. I'm gonna tell you, I was on the phone with my brother, and my agent, and all that. We figuring out a plane to get us to New Orleans to get to New Orleans, to get us to LA. Let's just say my agent clicked over, said, hold on, clicked over, then he came back on and he was like stuttering. Like, uh, <laughs> and we was hot, we was hot. Me and COVID talked, you know what I'm saying? Right. We had talked already and all that. And it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. You're a Clipper now and you know, now you're not a Lakers, so now you're you on the other side of the fence and you're trying to change this coach. You're going to, you know, make the Clippers a title contender. Now, like, how is that to be, you know, everybody expected the Lakers to win all the titles because they didn't won all the titles. But now you're on this side of the fence where you got to fight through the history to, to make a mark for the Clippers. How was that? And you thought you was just going to the Lakers and then right, they flipped right, the switch yeah. on you. Right, thought I was going to the Lakers, uh, but I was excited about the Clippers thing. You know what I mean? Because I was excited about trying to do something that had never been done. 
Right. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like I'm just competitive like that. Like right. most people are like, why you want to go there? Why you want well everybody wanna go there, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I I, I wanna do something I wanna do something different. And it's crazy because Chance, you know what I mean? A lot of people don't realize that, like the whole situation with Chauncey. Like the Clippers originally picked Chauncey up off waivers. Mm-hmm. Right? Chance was actually trying to get to Miami. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So then when I saw Chance get picked up off waivers, I was like, oh man, I really ain't gonna be able to get there. Then they figured out a way to make the trade happen. I get there. First thing is, I'm happy. I'm excited about playing with Chance. Chance was pissed. He was <laughs> mad. Chance was mad. A lot of people don't know that. Chance right. my big brother, and I'm like, I'm about to go there and be with Chance. Chance was hot. He was mad that the Clippers had grabbed him. You yeah, know what I mean? Because he's competitive. He's still he, he the man. Exactly. Exactly. He wasn't mad that I was coming there. He was mad that they had picked him off, up off waivers, whereas he was going to probably go to Miami. Yeah. yeah. With that, with that crew, so that was a whole situation. And then, I mean, I got there. Uh, you know, Benny was a coach. Y'all ain't played. Y'all played with Benny? No, 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 no. Y'all was with Dunleavy, right? Dunleavy, was Dunleavy. And man, it was crazy playing with Blake and DJ. God. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, how was it witnessing some of the best in-game dunks in history? <laughs> when you were playing, being the part club, of like, setting, setting the some table, of the dunks that you seen, no, how was that? I, I didn't appreciate it enough, probably until I left. Yeah, dead serious. I can admit that because everybody always talk about how like I made them better, but they made me better, right? Right. Yeah. Some of them passes I threw probably should have been turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> up. Straight up, I'm coming off just doing like that, but all you had to do was keep it in the arena and one of them was going to get it. Right? <laughs> and, so, and so me too, when I'm playing and I'm in the game, I'm so intense and I'm concentrating on just winning the game that a lot of them dunks and Blake, Blake or DJ, they might tell you that I, I didn't usually like congratulate them on the dunk until later that night. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I got home and I'm watching, I'd be, I'd be like, God, dang, that was sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because in the game, if you go too crazy, y'all know. You know what I mean? It's like the guy to get a dunk, then you go down and give up a three. Yeah. But, oh, it's like, – even when I watch some of them throwback games now and I see how much fun we were having too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Jamal too. Like, I remember I played against Maul when he was with Portland, right? And me and Maul talked about it. Maul, Maul used to be like, man, that looked fun over there. And then when Maul got there with us, you know what I mean? It's, it was crazy. Yeah. I want to talk about one of your dunks. Like, you dunked on Dwight Howard. Oh, like, me too. Bro. You can run that clip right now. Well, he, that, said that's hey. Google, he said that's Googleable. Hey, <laughs> you dunked on Dwight Howard. I love that dunk because like, you went so casual that he came. You just, boom. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't. I'm going to keep it real. I couldn't believe dunk? it. That's your favorite yeah. dunk ever that you got? Yeah, other than this one I got in the church league. <laughs> I got a nice one in a church league one time on dude head, two hands, but that one, that one I sort of surprised myself, to tell you the truth, because I went, uh, split, split the, uh, this, yes, right. split it right to the middle, and if you see, it's a weird dunk, because I, I used to dunk one hand back then, but I was scared, because I felt his body, you know what yeah. I mean? so I actually dunk, and I try to grab two hands, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and, and hey, that's one of the best defenders in the history of the game. That for you, yeah, just and it was an one. 
That's why you caught a body. You caught hey, a body. That's why when kids ask me at camp, they be like, "Can you dunk? Can you dunk?" I be like, "You too. You too. Pull you this too. right uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> you too." I was playing for Doc. You know what I'm saying? Doc coming in the new situation from coming from winning the championships, having the big three, and he on the same goal as you to make this team like a contender and to win, a, have a chance at winning the title. How was it playing for a coach like Doc? Man, it was it was crazy because uh, even to get Doc to the Clippers, right? So obviously I was excited because I saw what was going on with Boston, right? And just, you know, trying to figure out if some of that could come to our team with what we got. And Doc, you know, it was crazy. We, we had our, like, differences or whatever, but the one common thing was that we both was crazy competitive and wanted to win. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, like – it's it's crazy like when you come to x's and o's as far as execution and and doc and all this and you know we had l frank and all that and it was just everything was so tied together and then t lou was our assistant and then alvin gentry initially all of that we just had all that and it's crazy me, me and doc bumped heads on a on a few things here or there but i think the biggest thing is when you know that you ultimately respect somebody is when you sort of take that on in your daily life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think about some of the best coaches I played for, like uh, my coach Skip Prosser, right? My college coach. He used to say, never delay gratitude. You know, he used to say, if you can't be on time, be early. You know, it's all these different things uh-huh. that he said constantly, you remember, right? So so with Doc, I got a whole bunch of stuff that Doc used to say that I say now, like all the yeah. time, like, you know, get rid of the clutter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's crazy because now I'm talking to like Darius Baisley and some of these young guys on my team, and I'll be looking at them like, I'm sure this shit get on your nerves sometimes, but you're going to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to remember it. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, just from, from, from us personally, me, you know, we played, you know, obviously prior to you in L.A. And to see what y'all did going there and the, and the change that, you know, I know it was more than the players with, with L Frank and doc and the, you know, the whole upper office changing up and that's just still under, under Sterling. But like when y'all got there for y'all to be able to change. And I remember seeing it before I actually came to it. I remember seeing it on TV when doc first came in and he made the, he covered up the jerseys up there. I was like, this is the first time that Clippers fans can go into that arena and feel like we're at a real Clippers home game. Like y'all had the whole yeah. outside of the arena with y'all faces and everything. I was like, this is the first time we never we would pull up tie games with Shaq, Kobe on the little, you know, on the flagpoles outside as you pull roll down figure roll. I mean, it's like they all up and down the street. Thought about right? It's crazy. Exactly. That's why I say I, I had so much respect for for Doc when he came in. That was one of the first changes. He like, man, get this stuff covered up, man. Like, what's going on? I kid, you know, when y'all, we used to lay down on the floor at warm, at shoot around, warm ups for the game. You warming up, you looking up at Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Lakers championship banners. It's like, it was crazy. We used to even feel like we got treated different when we played the Lakers and it was the Lakers home game, like the same people, we'd be looking at them like, right. bro, you, hey right. man, you better keep my car yeah. down here. My family coming out of here, bro. Like, are y'all crazy? Like, what's wrong right. with it's you? The, it's the same people working and they looking yeah. at the for the game. So yeah. to see see y'all, you know what I'm saying, change it and it get, it, it kind of, the, the the playing field get level for you. I was, I, was, I was super happy and appreciative because even for the employees, you know what I'm saying, to get y'all to be a winning team and for those long employees that been there forever, 
Like, you know, Denise, Denise and Peasy now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was for them to have a winning team, bro, and to be able to go to work and with some pride. Like, I I felt good for everybody involved. Y'all, y'all, y'all did that. Listen, listen, man, I'm going to tell y'all this straight up, man. And I'm glad, like, we talking about it now because when I was there, we didn't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We just didn't. And, like, the people you're talking about, like, Denise Booth, right? Jason Powell, who was, like, close to... Like my family, you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to be on the table with JP getting worked on, listening to stories about y'all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even though we never really talked like that, we all been connected through all yeah. that. Yeah. And so y'all know what it's like whenever the Clippers do win the championship, like y'all are a big part of that. Y'all, BD, Corey Maggetti, like uh, Ralph Lawler, right? Yeah. Who I love Ralph to death, that's, man. That's the I guy. Love the guy. guy. Dead to death. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. my. And bingo. Hey, law is law. And I'll tell y'all this, man, is that when I got to the Clippers, every time we went to an arena or something like that, Ralph would always walk up to me and be like, this is the scenario, CP. He's a walking stat. He's a walking stat. Listen. And and, and to tell you, man, I, that used to drive me. Yeah. That used to drive me all the time. And I, I'm so grateful for all them. And, and like you said, People always going to talk junk, right? Especially like Lakers fans and all that. Y'all know what it's like to, to have yeah. to deal with that. But yeah. at the end of the day, you got to go play the game. <laughs> Regardless, you got to hoop. And y'all y'all, yeah. y'all started that. I know when we was, it was no Clipper jerseys. Nobody used to have yeah. them. Yeah. Like nobody used to have them. We just changed our jerseys. Like they wouldn't. Like, the whole organization was totally different to see y'all when y'all got there and just everybody having CP jerseys and Blake jerseys and DeAndre jerseys and just seeing how the culture just changed. It was like, man, I just remember when nobody wanted to be a Clipper because we definitely didn't want to get drafted. None of us. We wouldn't even work out for them. Yo, so when I first got out here to L.A. after I got uh, – after the trade happened, uh, it was just me and my brother initially. I stayed over there in the marina. I stayed in the marina for mm-hmm. a minute, like a month, month and a half. And so, of course, new team or whatever, my wife wanted to get some gear. Man, she went over to uh, Fox Hills. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Any store you go into, it wasn't, no, it wasn't no Clipper gear, no nothing. Nothing. And so now, not even after I played there now, and even now that I play somewhere different to see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's dope. it's dope. Like, even if you watch shows and stuff like that. Did y'all uh, used to watch uh, Blackish? Yeah. Like yeah. Anderson. He was a Clipper fan. You know exactly. what I mean? Nah, he, 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 started, he started being there when we was there. That's yeah, how I knew. Yeah, like yeah. He, I knew I knew Anthony way back in the day, bro. We both lived. I stayed in Encino when I first stayed there. When I yeah. first moved out there with the Clippers, I rented Larry Drew House. And I lived in Encino for my first two years. So yeah. Larry Drew, the coach Larry Drew, I stay, I lived out there at his house. And I stayed literally, I stayed right by Chris Spencer and um and um yeah. Anthony Anderson. Yeah, and stay low. I think he, he might might be about to move, but it's dope to even see that type stuff on TV now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when you left LA, right? Right. I remember you sitting down with, with Jay-Z on one of it was something y'all did together when it was like you left a significant deal on the table. To go from LA to Houston, what 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 went in that went into that whole process and that decision? Yeah, what went into it was like at the time stuff was a little shaky here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it was time for something different. 
you know what I mean, time for something different. Uh, I mean, obviously people say hindsight 2020, but at the time it was hard. It was hard because I've been here, like my in-law, I just moved my in-laws out here to LA. My brother, his family was out here in LA, it became home, you know what I mean? Right. But you know, you want to compete for a championship, you know? And at the time I didn't think we were ready to do that, especially with free agency coming up and all that, right? And so going to Houston, it made sense. Yeah. Sense. And that was tough. It was hard to make that decision, especially with my kids. And y'all, yeah. y'all know that. Like I never forget, like when I told my son that morning that it was gonna come out. And when I we was in my office and it came up on the TV, and that was in that doc that I did, but little Chris was like, Dad, dad, do I have to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was like, That's Dad, do I have to go? And I'm looking at him like you know, I, I can't be me and work and perform without y'all being there. Yeah. Now, who the hell would have knew I had, had to play this season without them? <laughs> right. Crazy, man. Crazy how life happened. With the, with the new energy, you know, you, you going and, you know, everybody's saying that y'all powerhouse. You know how it be summertime when somebody go to a team and everybody like, oh, shit, here, here go another one coming up that's been <laughs> trying to make some noise. So with that new energy and D'Antoni's system, like, how was it for you? Because you, because you're a, you're a point guard, and you know you you with a coach now that's really system oriented. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I was excited because I don't know. I think people see you play a certain way for so long and don't think that you can adjust. You know what yeah. I mean? But me, I know me. You know what I mean? I know hoop. I know the game. I know what I'm capable of. I know I can shoot threes. I just don't choose to shoot them all the time. You know what I mean? So when I got there, it was sort of eye opening. And I think what helped more than anything that first year was uh, like Tuck, right? PJ, Tuck. Me and Tuck, we know each other since we was 10. You know what I mean? So that bond with the team. Then Trev, right? Yeah. Trevor with that team. Like people don't realize that's the biggest thing that we They lost. What? Yeah, and I thought so too. I said that for a long time. That's a whole another story. But right. that was that was tough when we lost TA because TA, y'all know him. He silly as hell, but he sort of like was that glue. He a glue guy. Yeah. yeah, he was that glue, glue for our team. And that, that first year, man, it was so fun. Like it was it was too much fun. You know what I mean? Like the way we was playing, because we was trying to figure it out. And it go back to one of those things where everybody always gonna knock it, right? Everybody was saying, "Well, we can't do. Right. We can't do this. We can't do that." And we were like, "Look, let's just win games. <laughs> it don't matter what you're talking about." So, what game in the series with Golden State that y'all was like, "Oh, we see some. We see a chink in their armor. Like, oh, we can actually beat these guys." You know, it wasn't. I don't know if it was a game in the series. It was like throughout the regular season because we play them and. The way our mindset was then, and I'm not sure if it's that way. Yeah, it's probably not that way for them now because at the time, you knew in order to win, you had to at some point get through Golden State, right? Mm -hmm. So our thinking, and it made so much sense, was we started switching all screens and all that because we wanted to prepare to play. Capella was moving them feet. Capella was moving them feet when y'all was moving moving them them feet. And a lot of people (laughs) – a lot, a lot of people would be like, why are they switching everything? Why are they playing like that? Because man, I could tell y'all so much basketball stuff right now. <laughs> man, listen, I'm, 
the reason why we were so good is because a lot of teams, right, you would play a certain way in 95% of your games, right? You had your offense that was doing this and doing that. And then you play against Golden State or something like that, and they switching all these screens, and now all the plays that you've been running, they don't work. Yeah. Right? So that's what we figured out when I was in Houston. It was like, okay, we're going to play this way every night. And so then when we have to play against Golden State, we will know how to switch the screens, and we'll know how to play against them. Yeah. I always say I think that was Minnesota's biggest thing. We played Minnesota the first round mm-hmm. that year, right? And, you know, as good of a team as they had, they were pretty good. But if you've been playing a certain way and now you got to play like this, because, you know, a lot of that switching forces people to play ISO. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's, it's a lot. We, we had a good strategy, man. My don't, I just got hurt. That's what it was. Right. I don't want to skip steps, but like you one of them players that absorb the history. You absorb the game, like every experience that you get. That experience in Houston, did that make this year so much easier and better? It's like you've seen it a little bit more. You gained some more knowledge. Um, I don't know if it made it easier. It just made it's it's part of just competition. That's the thing for me, the, the drive, like I don't want to say I hear every. I, I don't say I pay attention to everything, but I hear everything. You know what I'm saying? We, like we, we human, bro. I love when people fun. keep it real and be, exactly. say the human thing because, like, we we keep it real, Chris. Even even if you don't pay attention to everything, you might have your brother, a cousin, oh, somebody exactly. might say, "Hey, man!" Like, oh. just any type of. It's always a different way for you to hear Dude. certain things Dude. that I said. I, we I hear know, everything. I know too many people. I got too many homies. Yeah. I got a, I got a group chat with all my boys that I grew up with. And let me tell you, ain't nobody off limits. But my boys back home, oh, do trust. And everybody got that. Or well, I feel like they yeah, do. That, that's what, that's what, yeah, that's what, yeah, everybody. I, after a game that I play bad, oh, I go on my fellas group chat, you some trash. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. Or if somebody start talking sideways or crazy about me, they'll put it in the chat or something and be like, what is this person talking about, right? So you you aware of what's going on. Right. So, boom, I'm traded. And when I got traded to go to OKC, I'm going to tell you, man, I was at the Peach Jam with my AAU team. Right. right. I was at Peach Jam where I'm at every Peach year. Jam. Yeah. Yes, I'm there every year that time. And uh, one of uh, my young fellas, um, Colin Sexton, he was out there working out with me. And so I was at the house. I found that out. And I was like, OK, cool. I think the toughest part for me was trying to figure out if my family was going to go. But past yeah. I was already in the lab working, you know what I mean, excited about yeah. whatever came. So when it happened, it's like, all right, it's another page. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I can, I can control what that looked like. If I come in here and play half-ass and look like a bum or something like that, then I, I am a bum, right? Yeah. Right, but I'm, I'm too competitive for that. The whole season, you know, I work at Turner and do the show at Turner. The whole season, you know, I was working. I would be with with, with GP, with with uh, CP, sometimes with Smitty and them guys up there, and we would all just sit there and and, and be super happy. And even when we and, me and you sit around watching games stuff, do we all talk about it like just 
how glad we were to see. Because, you know, once that trade happened, it was speculation all over the place about what's about to happen, where you going to end up, and what are you done, and this, that, and the third. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I know this dude, the Hooper, he want to, you know what I'm saying, wherever he at, I just want to see what he going to do. So for me, it was just dope to see, because I feel like this was one of your best bodies of work as as a season. And I mean, clearly you were you had better stats in individual seasons earlier in your career. But I mean, just from everything that you had been through and the and the injuries and then the the expectations of what y'all team was gonna be and how you went in there and you you know what I'm saying, obviously the young guys showed up and did some Put stuff. Your but, DNA on it. but I feel like yeah, that was a that was a CP three a whole whole, you know what I'm saying, setup that you that you came and you changed the culture and you you poured into them young boys and you put your whole stamp and imprint on that team. And I feel like this year was like one of your best years out there. And to, I just want to know what how did that feel for you to go out there and be able to do that? And like you say, even just not even forget proving something just like you was you was having fun, bro. Like I seen you doing your moves, your face, you genuinely was having fun out there. You know, it's crazy because you just never know how it's going to work out. And uh, Shay, right? Shay. Like, oh, boy. That, yeah, oh, that's, that's. Boy, that he, boy going to be nice. First and foremost, but that's that's for real. Like my, like my brother and I think as we've been talking and we talk about all these experiences, right? And not only Shay, but Darius uh, Baisley, who young fellow on our team. But I always think about the vets that I had, right? So I played with P.J. Brown my rookie year. Oh, I played, with, I played with Bobby Jackson. I mean, Nero, Janeiro Pargo, one of my friends. <laughs> JP. My you know what I mean? P. Like, I played with guys who taught me about, like, work, <laughs> right? And so, for me, going into this year, of course, they always going to make the jokes. Like, oh, you the old head and old such and mm-hmm. such and all that stuff. And I'm always with that, but I'm going to compete, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show Shay. Cause me and him always playing against each other, shooting against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm the old head, but I still bust your ass. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. For real, for real. And so we sort of just bonded like with our whole team too. You know what I mean? Like Dennis Schroeder, right? So he another guard who is cold, who is nice. Yeah. And, and what I love about Dennis is we always on different teams in practice. And me and Dennis be at it. We yeah. be at it. But guess what? I love playing with him. Like, yeah. I love playing with him, man. And so yeah. it's it's been fun for me. And that's that's why I want to get back to playing. Like, I really want to get back to playing because I, I team, man, I'm not just saying that. We got such a good group. Let me ask you this. Did Shay convince you to do a TikTok video? Oh, <laughs> you OG. How they get the OG in the video? They got the OG out there. They got me in the video with him. Let me tell you, because... <laughs> <laughs> that TikTok was actually that night that the league stopped. That the right. league stopped or whatever. But literally, Baze and Shay, like, they be over my place all the time, right? If it's just dinner or if we on the road, we always together, man. And shoot, I got more TikToks in the archive because it ain't. <laughs> I, got, I, got little Chris, I got little Chris here, too. I got little Chris here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tell me, like you just said, like the night the league stopped. Tell me what that was like for you, because I'm watching. I'm at work watching, and I'm seeing. And then they, you know, they obviously showing you right up on the court. I see you go up to Joe Ingles, like, "Yo, what's up with Rudy? Like, what's good with Rudy? Like, <laughs> what was like? Tell me if like what was all happening, and how was everybody? What was going through your mind as all this was playing out in front of you? 
it was crazy and i and i tell you a little bit about it but to tell you the truth it's crazy man i'm doing a documentary about it like a a, a movie like a movie okay. about the sports stop with uh antoine fuqua okay and brian grazer we're doing a whole thing about that like getting perspectives from athletes of, of what happened and man listen i ain't never seen nothing like it <laughs> never seen nothing like it and you know like we didn't talked about all the different stuff i've been through i've been through like the knicks trade you know, had Hurricane Katrina, yeah, Sterling stuff, Sterling, all that, and then, boom! What you say? Come back to the locker room. <laughs> what? What's going on? What's What's happening? You, we ain't starting the game like that. That right there, that was a different, different. And I was, and was made it crazy as I was in town by myself. So yeah. y'all know, like I lived in Oklahoma by myself. My wife and my kids right. in LA, but usually. My brother, at least in town, my cousin is at least in town, or my parents or something. Just nobody, nobody. Yeah. I was, I was, I was there by myself. When did you figure out you had the ability to control a whole game? Control a, not not really in high school. But I'm talking about like in the NBA because I see you like you control the pace. You know what I'm saying? You you. You, you you pull up or you call certain plays and it seemed like you'd be out there just instructing the whole game. When mm-hmm. you felt that you had the ability to do that? Cause I used to see Jason Kidd do that Kidd. when he was with New Jersey because he didn't have a lot of heat over there, but nah. they was beating everybody at. Yeah, Nash used to do that. Jay Kidd used to do that all the time. And I think for me, when I talk about basketball, I talk about it too, like, like Connect Four or like Checkers or something. Like at the end of the day, it's still a game. Right. So if I'm dribbling up the court, right, or even if, if you, even if you come out of timeout, right, and guys line up on the court and you about to run a play, if the center standing up by the three point line, where he going to end up at, D? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the older NBA, new NBA, you don't know where he going to end up. But right. for the most part, he going to end up somewhere closer to the basket. Yeah. And if I'm down there by the goal near the rim, I'm going to start there, but I'm going to end up somewhere else. You know yeah. what I mean? For me, I just watch. I, I watch games every day, every night. Yeah. And what really made me start being able to control the game is a lot of people talk about, you know, point guard, pass, and shooting, and all that. But it's defense. Like, I love, I love defense. I love the defensive aspect of it, man. And any team that I'm on, they'll tell you, half the time I'm mad at somebody is because of defense. Right. So that's, like, that's how you piss somebody off. Stopping you know I mean? that shit. Exactly. You know that. <laughs> you know that. If you're in the league, like, that's the biggest thing I think I try to tell the kids in my AAU program and all that now is that nowadays, y'all know, people scared to play defense. Yeah. Right. They're scared, they they scared to fall or they're scared to get dunked exactly. on or crossed over. Exactly, which is one of the guys I used to go at it with game in and game out because we played them in playoffs back-to-back was uh, Tony Allen, right? T.A. TA, right? We used to go at it when he was with Memphis and I was at the Clippers. But we used to talk after the series and I used to like talk to him and be like how much I respected him because people don't realize how hard defense is. And that ain't glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always had so much respect for guys that do it both ways. Yeah. You know I mean? But Q wouldn't, wouldn't know nothing about this conversation, you know. Oh, is that right? He's not a defender. CP not, know I defend. You know, you know, I ain't got to do all this. Hey, hey, hey Q was with that bumping and grind. He want. He want. Q was trying to there bully you go. somebody. He there you go. Feet. He want hey. to bump with no feet. 
As long as we knew it wasn't sweet when I was gone, that was all I wanted to make it sure. Yeah. Hey, but this is what I wanted to ask you, because like you like you kind of like Stackhouse to me in a way, to where I see you, you hands on with your group, with your grassroots program, and you really one of them dudes is like got you got results. You'd already got some pros just in the league, putting plenty of dudes in college. Like, how did you get involved with that? And do you see yourself when you get done someday coaching? Because I think, I mean, obviously, you you just hearing you talk, you could tell your knowledge of the game is crazy. I know you, so I know you're a hoop junkie. But do you think you got that that gene to say I could go coach? And do you have that desire? I'm going to tell you straight up, like, like Stack is like that too. I know a number of guys who, Brad Beal, like that with yeah. his AD program. So it's, it's a number of guys who like that. But for me – and y'all probably remember AU growing up. My pop spent his entire 401k on me and my brother playing travel basketball. Right? Mm. right. Wow, pop I didn't know all that. Of that. Yeah, so my mom's and pop. So I've been playing AU since I was 11, 11 and under in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And so mm-hmm. my brother was two years older. So every year we went to his nationals, my nationals. So as soon as I got to the league, it's like we want to have a program. So we've been having an AAU program and it's like, and I, and I mean this, man, like, I love that program more than anything. My boys that I grew up with, they the coaches. Right. Okay. That's dope. That's they, dope. They, they, they the coaches. My dad oversees everything. My mom books all the flights and hotel rooms for the kids. That's yeah. awesome, now, bro. Now to see it, man, y'all just don't know. Like, man, I love them boys, man. Like, yeah. man, I see that they really rock with you. I see the interactions on social media from, and it's some heavy hitters too, bro. That's what's like, that's what's dope. Like, you really got, and like I say, the, the, the family aspect is what I what I see and I connect with most. It reminds me of when we played at you, and it's like, to me, to see them kids have CP3, a Hall of Fame, one of the best point guards ever, like being on them, being with them day to day in the summers and really on deck and not just, oh, I'm going to just show up at a big time. Like you really be on deck with them. I see your facility you got down there that's crazy. Like that's all, like you giving them a place that we wish we could have had. I just be trying to be there for them too, right? So like y'all, like I'm sure y'all got young boys that I don't be smothering them and all that, but I just try to be there and give them knowledge if they need it wherever because y'all know how many people talk crazy about AAU basketball, right? And it's got yeah. its flaws, like anything else. There's no way I'm here and a whole bunch of guys, they wouldn't yeah. have had a chance without AAU basketball. What That's the hell included. We the summer? What we That's there? included. We would have been in trouble. Yeah. Right? So I'm just, I'm grateful for them. You know what I mean? Because not only did, they made, and not just the guys that made it. I got a ton of kids in our program that just, they still my family. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And they, they, they keep me excited, right? So it gets me excited that when I do retire, guess what? I'm going to be there watching Theo Pinson. I'm going to be watching Josh Kogi, Grant Williams, Harry, all yeah. that. I'm going to be there still watching. Hey, how, how do you feel about them them then and now pictures? Because they got them pictures when they just a little young little thing. They took with you then. They got this picture now when they in college and they didn't pass you in height. Listen. Now you an OG. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Because, like, you say OG. And I'd be like, what? Am I, am I that old? You know? But it's, it's perspective, man. And I'll tell you from a game this year, man, we was getting beat bad by uh, Chicago. We was getting beat by, bad by Chicago and OKC. And so Chicago got two of our kids. They got Wendell Carter, right? And they got Kobe White. 
And when we on these AAU trips, and y'all know what it's like, when we on the bus or we going to eat and all that, they be, they be capping all day yeah. long. Like, <laughs> when they young, they like, man, I can't wait to get to play against you, coach. I can't, that'd be crazy too. Like some of them be calling me coach. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they be like, man, I can't wait to play against you. I'll do this to you. I'll do this to you. So finally, you know what I mean? They was, they was smacking us. And then I went off, I went off and I, I think I had 30. And we came back <laughs> to beat Chicago. And after the game, I was on their head. I was because <laughs> it's look, we gonna compete. Like yeah. I would check them probably even harder if they didn't compete against me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Kobe said in the All Star game, y'all never lost, and you was a big part of the new format getting changed for the All Star game. Like, how was that this year? Because we was down there for All Star game, and it was like, man, it was a dope one, very exciting one, and it. It, it makes me look forward to the next one. So how how was that to kind of change the platform? What you thought about how it turned out? Man, so Cole, like, uh, what do you what do you usually say? Uh, different animal, same beast, right? Yeah. We, we both like that. Like crazy competitive. We used to get into it. Hell, I get into it with most of the people I play against. See, that is, <laughs> but right. Cole, it was a respect factor, right? So when we went into the All-Star Games and, you know, even aside from the fact that the winning team gets a little bit more money than the losing team, it's a game, right? right. So I don't be out there with all the, uh, <laughs> trying to win, <laughs> right? Yeah. Trying to win. And Kobe used to be on the same thing, which was, was dope. I'll never forget the 09 All-Star Game in Phoenix. We beat the hell out of the other team. They were so <laughs> mad. You know, because then, you know, people like, oh, that ain't good for the fan. Well, y'all need to play harder. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Something. But uh, I, I I was excited and nervous a little bit about the, the All-Star game this year because I definitely proposed that to, um, to Adam. But I think what was dope was that um, I sort of – me, MJ, and Michelle, and Adam, we sort of came up with that thing, too, as far as the uh, draft, right? We came up with that draft thing maybe, like, three years ago. So, because I noticed that I was, like, being in the All-Star game, I'm always on the same team with the same guys. Like, I was like, if we want some excitement, let's try draft so that different guys play together. So, yeah. coming up with that idea, I had never been a part of it, <laughs> right? Oh, right, 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 right. So then even bringing up this idea for the All-Star game this year, I wasn't sure in to be an All-Star. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was dope for me personally to finally get to be a part of what you've been planning. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So to see how it all came together, man, and to see us compete and for a great cause and to see guys, y'all know, you know, guys got pride. Guys gonna hold. Yeah. And y'all liked it. Nah, I felt like I felt I felt man, I I I loved it. I felt the thing that I took away from it most that I felt like everybody I feel like everybody that played in that game, they did they did they did they did an honor to Cole by competing as hard as y'all did. Once it got once it got to it, like it was a competitive game. And I think, you know, y'all with overtime and stuff, like for me, that more than more than anything was was a was a salute to Cole because that was the way he played every game and that was the way he would have wanted to see it played, I feel like. So that was that was super dope. Yeah, I, I think it made the crowd even more involved with it. You know what I'm saying? More into it. I felt like the, 
the whole night of it from common rapping was it was it was hard yeah that was that that was man an emotional game man because it's crazy I, I forget about some of this stuff you know um we we a lot of guys actually had a hard time after um the intros you know what i mean because cole you know whether you talk to him every day or not cole touched everybody some way differently yeah just different cole was just different and it's, it's still not real to me um but yeah man it's yeah yeah Yep. I say that to all the time. I say it don't matter. If you played in the league when he was playing, like you just said, I don't care if you knew him or what you thought about him, like you wanted to prove yourself when you played against him. You wanted him to see you. Like I nah, yeah. I want I'm about to I want him to acknowledge that I'm one of them. Like right. that was that was he was one of them people that you all right, nah, I'm, I'm about to, I got I gotta bring it tonight. We playing against him. He gotta he gotta see who I am and know what it is. And then when I get that respect, I'm good. I'm good around here. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't care who you was, whether you admitted or not, that's what it was when you played against him, bro. Right. Yeah, so I know you say you anxious to play basketball, but did the last dance have anything Ooh. to do with a little bit more anxiousness of playing that basketball? Man, it's that last dance was woo. <laughs> real. It was so real. And listen, y'all know good and well, everybody ain't always gonna like what you do, right? Yeah. And it was crazy. Got a chance to talk to Dennis Rodman a little bit. And he was like, because you know, it's people saying MJ depicted this this way or did this way or whatever. And he and Dennis Rodman said something that was so dope. He was like, well, if somebody gave you an opportunity to tell a story about your life, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like for real, for real. And I, y'all know MJ, and y'all know how regard yeah. MJ is. So, I'm think it's just so dope that he even opened this up because yeah. he didn't have to. Not <laughs> at all. He, he, he said it. He said it. Look, I don't have to do this. He said I'm doing it because it's who I am. Like, I, dang. Man, he, the he, whole documentary show you why he like he is though. If you pay attention, it show you why I faded to black. I'm chilling, dude. And y'all, y'all was in Chicago, right? But me, I was in Louisville. I was in North Carolina. <laughs> I was watching every game on WGN. Right? Yeah, every game. Right, my mom cooked dinner around the time that the Bulls played. Uh, so yeah. now, and think about it now. Y'all have lived that NBA life. So y'all know what it's like to be in the locker room and fly on them planes and what the media is like and all that. And I got a chance to see what he was doing. You know what I mean? While I'm like living that now. And yeah. I don't feel like I am where I am without watching him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I y'all know, like I'm in the backyard trying to like, everybody be like, oh, this point guard, this point guard. Dug out. When I grew up, I was trying to be MJ. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kids now be trying to be point guards and stuff, but I don't care if you was a guard or a center when you was growing up. You was trying to be Michael Jordan. Straight up. I mean, respect to Pat Ewan or Reggie Mel, none of them, yeah. but nobody in the backyard trying to be them. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah, was trying to be MJ. You get on that playground, first person say Mike, he Mike, then you pick everybody else. All right, well, I'm going to be Pip or Bart I'm today. Pip. I'm going to be Pip. So me and my brother in the backyard trying to be, be Jordan and Pip, man. I want to ask you one more question. Like, I know it meant the world to us to be sponsored by Jordan Brand. And 
for you to be from North Carolina, you know, Jordan mean all this world, mean all this stuff to you, to be sponsored by Jordan brand and for Jordan to take a liking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like how how did how how was that for you? And your own shoe for like oh, how many years now? Shoe on Jordan Brand. Oh, listen, That's man. the both worlds. Listen, y'all, y'all. I mean, y'all know, but growing up in North Carolina, I used to watch Michael Jordan's playground. Right, me and my brother used to watch Michael Jordan's playground all the time, all the time. Right, so I played in the Jordan Classic. Right. right? So MJ came in, and I, I still got the picture somewhere of, you know, you leave a seat open for where MJ gonna sit. Right. Yeah. I was sitting on one side, Shannon Brown was sitting on the other side, right? And MJ sat in the middle. And I'll never forget that. Because he was like black Jesus. Yeah, like damn, that's like, him. Geez. Like, dang. I was like, Yeah, this really is dark. God, <laughs> right. But but it's MJ. But it's yeah. MJ. And man, like to to know him personally, like like y'all, and then even to get because I was with Nike my first year. Yeah. When I went to Jordan. Uh, y'all know what it's like. Like I, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and I still get excited when my boxes come and I got the J's. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. My boxes come and them J's is there. I'm. All right, you might baby, drop everything go. right quick. Let me go check yeah. this real quick. Oh, like, hold wife, on. My, my wife be over there cutting. My wife. I got that, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got that. But it's, it's something you never get used to. I remember being in the sixth grade and in intramurals, and I had the 13s, and somebody stole them out my locker. Yeah. And I got a, I got a butt whooping for it. So, yeah. you know, Jays is a part of the culture. And so in order to, to, to have that and to be a part of it, yeah, it's dope to talk about it with y'all because you and, don't get to talk about it every day. And Straight then it's up. just it's it's just they, the way they separate themselves, man. Like we go on them board of governor meetings and, and, and trips and stuff like, bro, like nobody not doing that, bro. Yeah, it's just a tight knit group too. It ain't everybody. That's the thing that's been dope about the brand. And you try to explain it, but it's like it's hard to explain. Like, man, when you out there, it's like, bro, we at these remote resorts and it's like you got people every twenty feet to be like with the Jordan shirt on, the got you this way to do that. You get it just be so crazy. When when them shoes pop up on the gram and all that are like your old customs or your old customs, like y'all know that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It's what legendary. Yeah, I got one more question. A, a new, a North Carolina legend. We had the opportunity to have on our show. She says she's real close to Ty Young. Ah, the, uh, uh, we had the opportunity like to have on the show and uh, just speak about Ty Young and just the WNBA. How you, you know, you supported a lot this year, and you know, just like Cove and. Just speak about how the WNBA is growing and just to see somebody that you know be involved in that. Man, the WNBA is is super dope growing. Um, like, I'm a fan, like a real yeah. fan, right? Like, like Sue Bird, Sue so cold, first of all. You know what I mean? She cold, like DT. I mean, you got, you got all the, like, WNBA players who, like, we look at them just like they look at us. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they get that same respect. And then let me tell you about somebody else before I tell you about uh, my relationship with Ty. But Camille Little, right? Winston-Salem. Straight <laughs> up. Salem's finest. And Camille, like, we grew up uh, together right there. And she went to Carver High School. 
And we both were uh, Mr. and Miss Basketball in Carolina, yeah. right? She went to Carolina. I went to Wake. And it's, she just retired this year, man. But, like, what she did for our city and for the WNBA, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, like, I genuinely love Camille to death. And, like, Ty, right, another North Carolina native, like, I, I love her to death and just her spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get cool. a chance to see it. She just... She just, I don't even know how to describe her. You know what I mean? Like from from wearing my shoes and, you know, me and my wife rock her gear all day, but she is family. And it's so crazy. Her brother-in-law actually uh, grew up with me and my brother. You know, Mm -hmm. small world, but Ty is always loved there. And she just, you can't help but to smile when you look at her. Straight up. Hey, I got one last question before we let you go, because I always ask this, and I forgot because we've been talking about everything else. I need to know, when you first got that bread, when you mm. first got that that cheddar, what what, you, what what did you do? Did you Was it a car? Was it a chain? I'm talking about something, something, something on the splurgy side. Was it a watch? You you missed a what, nice watch. Day, or did you go buy bowling balls? You know, you, <laughs> you big-time bowler, you know. <laughs> the, the day that I actually, like, got that, like, upfront money from my agent them. You know how they give you that little early money? Mm-hmm. It was like 25000 First thing I did with that is I went to the mall. <laughs> I went to the mall. Me and my wife, my girl, we went to the mall and I took one of my teammates and his girl and then we went eight. And I'll never forget because we used to get two checks. It's been one check ever since. <laughs> but, the, but, the first, but, the first, but the first thing that I bought, like something new, I bought a car. I bought a yeah. car and it was a BM. Listen, it's so crazy, like how your family shape you, right? So my pops, my dad had a BMW, right? Uh-huh. He had a BMW. And my dad, one of the people, he washed his car every day. Like that was his baby. That was his baby. Yeah. And so when I finally got some money and could afford to get something, guess what I did? I got the biggest, nicest BMW that you could get. No, yeah. I wasn't thinking about Mercedes, bro. I ain't know nothing about none of that. I thought BMW was like the nicest thing you could get. Right. Yeah. I went. I went and got me a BMW 750 Li. Big body. 750. Put CP3 in the headrest. Mm. <laughs> still got it. I still got it too. Oh, That's bro. classic. I still got it. I still That's got it. <laughs> Man, dog, that's been too much love, man. This is this this is one of our favorite ones, man. You always been somebody we rock with. We met you when you was young and been following you ever since. And salute, man, on all you've been doing, all you continue to do, man. We appreciate you pulling up on us, man. CP3, everybody in the building. Straight up. Hall of Fame. Man, fellas, I appreciate this, dog. Like for I'm real. Nah, man. Thank you, bro. Come on, man. Anytime. Players Tribute.com